Tasha Kanger and we are back for another instalment of what's been going off in the F1 world this week. So we had the fun and games at Austin. Uh, we almost saw Lewis Hamilton back this year on the first place podium. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. I thought at one point Mattel was going to get the win as well. But we've had a very exciting race weekend. Me and Chloe are going to catch up on that. And then we have lots of other exciting parts to talk about. So, Chloe, first up, what did you think of this weekend? I mean, I thought it was great. There was a lot of exciting racing going on, especially towards the end. But, yeah, just a great weekend of racing and, of course, drama. <laughs> what did you think of the crash? I feel like a lot of people are going to talk about the crashes that happened this weekend. So it started off with George Russell. George Russell's getting quite a bit of hate at the moment um, yeah. for not taking accountability. He did go straight away to Ferrari garage after and he did go apologise and he's put it yeah. on Twitter and everything like that that he's apologised. But do you think that's because he's been getting a lot of backlash that he's kind of come out and done it that way? Or do you know, he took signs out in the very first laugh of the race. It's not <laughs> the best situation I mean, to be in. You know what? I sometimes think that in these situations... It takes someone else to tell us that we're wrong to realise that we're wrong, right? Yeah. So he might have thought at the time, like, you know what? This isn't on me. I'm not going to go and apologise. And then think, mm, if everyone else is saying that I'm wrong, I'm going to look back and see what's happened. And then I'm going to think, you know what? I might go and apologise. Or, yeah, I don't know. I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no, I agree. And to be honest, I think it was quite good of George as well, to be honest, that after, because I was, I was very nervous and I thought... How is this situation going to be handled? Because I could mm -hmm. see all the hate coming out already. And I thought, I really hope he does know that, you know, first lap, you know, he was on pole, everything. It was it was taken yeah. away from him, his race. And it, it was a shame. I mean, if it happened on like lap 45 or something daft like that, I'd be a bit like, right, at least the race has like fully been in score by now. Yes. But lap one being taken out on what Couple of like, not even... No, the first really. corner really technically was it it was literally like into the first corner so yeah. no, it was a shame um but like i said I'm, I'm glad that he went and apologized everything like that i'm glad to be honest it wasn't a serious crash we've got to think mm -hmm. about that as well i mean Absolutely. george's race wasn't anything to shout about really either in my eyes like it wasn't as if he was on the podium or anything like i mean it's just the nature of what it is right like yeah gonna, it's gonna happen you see people you know not even get the first lap in so many times so it's just one of those things it's yeah. innate to the sport and as rubbish as it is I'm not going to think too deeply about it like it's not that deep <laughs> no no right so what about the stroll and Alonso crash then I mean I watched that obviously we all watch the replays like five times when it happens I watch it time and time again it's it's a racing incident I'm not going to be getting mad at the drivers that one is as bad as the other one. But, oh, my God, I did not expect to see that airtime. No, like from one angle, I couldn't see that on the TV. And then it showed it again, and I was like, oh. No, because we were watching it. So, like, my mum was like, just rewind. And I was like, mum, we can't rewind. Like, we, we, we watch it on my laptop, basically. So we watch it yeah. live through that. Um, and my mum's like, no, no, you've got to rewind. I was like, mum, I can't. You just have to wait for, like, the action replay. And, yeah. and she was like what do you mean and I was like but mum you're gonna have to wait this is how this works we have and to watch like, this live I was like you have to watch it this way and she's like right okay it's fine and we were like how his car kept moving 
and how he wasn't out the race it was the most oh my god yeah like stroll was out of the race and he went for an interview and someone said to him oh i think it's sky one they were like oh have you been in like spoken to him and had it out with him he's like he's still in the car and i was like oh my god yeah yeah yeah." Yeah. he was still in the car driving and he finished the race but then he ended up with a 30 second penalty which i was like yeah i was like what like he survived that crash like mm-hmm. he had air time everyone thought it was a disaster at first you saw that happening and you're thinking that's it he's off yeah. like yeah this and he finished well. yeah no i don't know i don't know how to feel about that 30 second penalty either because he's appealing it and if i've read it rightly it's thursday night so when they get to mexico right. he's in with the fia and they're arguing over it because has have said has brought it forward to the fia mm-hmm for it to be challenged, like to say that his car was unsafe and then the FIA have given it and then Alpine are now um, arguing back and challenge the FIA to say, no, like we don't think that's fair. Which I think, I completely get it right, but surely like other cars can see that car out on the track at the time. So they can, they can give that information back at the time. Why are we deciding are we the race now i feel like this is becoming a common occurrence it's like race incident we'll decide after the race or but it's like perez was driving around and he was missing his front um a piece of his front wing yeah and actually i could be wrong it could be alonso that had the missing mirror as well but someone was driving with like a missing mirror or something yeah i think that was him there were situations where if you are so concerned you as an FIA when we're all mentioning it on TV as well because everyone was like oh Perez this thing is flapping like he's gonna get he's gonna get a flag soon you know like he's gonna get called in it blew off and they left him to it and I'm like right okay fine they've left him to it Alonso's thing flew off they left him to it why after the race like you say why is it now after the race and they're deciding yes or no to a situation it's it is killing the sport a little bit because I thought Alonso brought it back still fabulous you know you've been in a crash you've finished in the top 10 it's not very often that's the thing and i just think but then i suppose i don't know if it is deemed unsafe do we stick with it and say that's it so Mm. we should have that penalty because you know what yeah nothing happened Mm -hmm. but then are we backtracking on what we said last week with the tractor on the track yeah nothing happened but it could have so then, but then you look at um, Lando's car. So I hadn't realised how much damage Lando's car had oh my God, until yeah. post race. Again, yeah. is someone going to appeal Lando's position because he had an unsafe car? But then, is it unsafe? You know, how do you deem what is safe and what isn't? I feel like if Alonso knew his car wasn't safe, he would have been on the radio complaining and saying, "Guys, yeah. you know." I'm getting turbulent, I'm getting this, I'm getting that, I'm getting the vibrations, you know, I'm getting all these things where the team goes, you know what, mate, we're going to pull the car, we're really sorry, but he sustained too much damage. Same with Lando. Yeah. If Lando had turned around and said, guys, I'm really struggling, like, there is something wrong, they called him in, they went to change tyres, saw the damage and gone, no, sod it, you're not going back out. That's what thing. I mean, like, surely these drivers know if their car is safe or not, because at the end of the day, if their car isn't safe, they're putting themselves at risk. But Absolutely. then at the same time, have we got more drivers that are more likely to put themselves at risk to get better positions? Do you mm. know? It's just, it's one of those things that I don't think any of us are going to know. And I think regardless of what the FIA say, 
there's going to be an uproar about it, like on one side or the other. Yeah. I mean, I did love it though when Lewis was going, he's gone over at turn 20, he's gone over oh at my turn God. now. I thought and then all brilliant. of a sudden it popped up, it was like black and white flags shown to Lewis. And then whoever came on the radio was like, Lewis, we've been shown the black and white flags now as well. And I was like, for fuck's sake, Lewis, like, why? Honestly, I just. It was comical. And I think everyone obviously always says to Lewis, like, oh, he's a crybaby and this and that. And I'm kind of like, you know what? That'd be me. I'm petty. I want to win. You know, I could be playing Connect Four and I want to win. Like, I'm, I'm and like, there, I'm people out win it. cheating. Yeah, so of course, like, he's going to say something. I mean, I not won. just that, though. I think it was really, really good, though, this weekend to see. Here in Hammer Time. I know that sounds ridiculous to say. I know. But when I heard them just go, Lewis, like, it's hammer time. And I was like, oh, yes. Like, yes, come on. And I was in agreement with Lewis. Like, I was watching them both. And I was going, mm, going over. You know, and everyone yeah. said it after the race. Lewis actually gave a battle to Max this, this race. Oh, my God, he did great, yeah. Like, Charles all year has been battling with him. And I saw an actual race that had natural battle going off between the two of them. I mean, Lewis had brake issues. How on earth he came second with those brake issues? I do not yeah. know. Good on Mercedes and well we have done. waited so long for this moment. Literally. And when that pit stop did get messed up by Red Bull, I was sat there screaming at the TV. <laughs> like, yes! Like, come on! Come on! I was like, just a bit longer, just a bit longer. Like, we were all sat off a room screaming yeah. away. And my mum was like, this is it. He's got it. And I remember I saw um, Matty um, from WTF1 put on to say Hamilton win because they do predictions as well. And everyone was commenting going, what on earth are you talking about? And I thought when well, me and you did our predictions and we put Lewis so high and I was a bit like, oh, I'm taking the risk well, here. Yeah. Just got a good feeling. And I almost put him second. But I thought, no, I don't think he's quite going to do it. I think he'll be up there. But I think the other two will... They'll, they'll storm ahead yeah and i know lewis dropped off near the end but i think he just took it as the fact of he knew he wasn't going to get in in the end even if there was a five second penalty really he's just putting damage on his car they know that that livery is now working which is yeah. amazing for them and mm -hmm. they have said that mexico could be another location or brazil that give them the edge to maybe give them a win this season and i really mm -hmm. would like to see mercedes getting a win this season because that this weekend they showed that was a world championship car back in back in business, basically. It gave Max something mm -hmm. to work for. Max's radio message when the team messed up was absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I just... Back to Lewis, though, before we go on to Max. Yeah. Like, I thought I loved him last year. This year, I love him even more. Like, I just think he... Every single week he gets in that car, he works really hard and he tries to win. And I think so many people, like, would kind of be, I'm done. Like, I keep trying and I'm getting no results. But, like, oh, my heart is so happy. I know. I and did you see, so proud. Did you see the video from after when he goes into the, um, like, the offices and he goes and speaks with his team or not? No. Oh, it's lovely. He goes in and he goes and sits down with Bonner and he's literally just sat there and they're both like, he just couldn't contain it. He was just sat there and it was lovely to see. He was sat there congratulating all the team, thanking his team. And you don't always get to see that, you know, it's whatever each team record every week. But you know what? That is, that what makes you realise how much people put into that sport. You know, Lewis has waited all yeah. year, basically, 
for a race like that. Not an easy race. He had his challenges. He was leading at times. You know, he had his battles. You know, he was even fighting with Sebastian Fell. I bloody loved that part. Yeah. Where, like, Steph was leading the race. But it was kind of like that reminder of, yes, for Max this year, he has had a couple of ups and downs. But really, his team haven't made many mistakes. His team no. are on the ball. It's proven. He was oh, world yeah, champion and the team are world champions. You know, and Lewis is this year. Yes, Lewis is normally the way that Max is. He normally wins most races. His team are on the ball, everything like that. Yeah. This year, his car's not delivered. And yes, not yesterday, Sunday now, wrong day of the week. Um, <laughs> that car delivered how he wanted it to and it worked and it did everything for him to yeah. give him that second place. A five-second gap to lead, perfect. You know, and I know he dropped off. He could have been closer. But for him, that was perfect. He it was great. And I think... Everything. Yeah. And it gave us all hope that, you know what, this isn't done. Like, we're not over. We're going for the eight. Like, let's go. And yeah, I love that. And that, again, it just shows, like, this sport is more than just, like, people trying to win. It also is making people excited. You know, it's giving someone hope that we're going to see, like, a record broken. We're going to see someone get, you know the eighth world championship hopefully next year it gives us hope it keeps the fans like in the sport and yeah do you know what as much as i love lewis like and i want him to win i want him to get the eight and i'm again week two of me surprised i'm saying this it's kind of good to see someone challenge him it, it, what we needed it, no, it gets boring seeing the same person win year after it, year after year it definitely does and last year though it gave us the challenge. That was the difference with last year's championship. Yeah. He had the challenge. Sure. And I mean, like, even when he was driving with Nico Rosberg, he had challenges. But sometimes mm -hmm. he does just set sail and he just just go. And I guess Max this year kind of was in that situation of most races. He's kind of just set off for the race and it's, yeah. it's not been too challenging for him. And that's been good at the same time to see, you know, that there is a successful car on the grid. But it also yeah. makes me always ask the question of, why is the second car not doing so well? Like, why isn't the, yeah. the other car were always within five seconds? And I think that's a really good, valid point to make with McLaren because of Lando this weekend did really well. Daniel, not so much. I saw Daniel's post-race interview and he looked so deflated. He looked awesome. so upset. And loads of people, and I'm so grateful for the drivers sticking up for him as well, that when there was drivers' interviews coming out the past couple of weeks, they were saying, you shouldn't be losing him off the grid. Why are we losing him off the grid? And I also think it always comes back to the fact of we've got drivers on the grid that I still don't understand why they're coming on the grid. You know, you've, you've, you want to introduce new talent and hope for the best, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see Ricardo really go to a team like Williams because Ricardo doesn't deserve a seat in Williams. He does deserve the best teams. Yeah. And I think McLaren never got the potential from him, but it still makes me laugh, though, that people say it about the fact of he's just not got a hang of the car. But he's the one that's delivered the win. I think it's quite difficult, though, isn't it? Because, like... Obviously, we're both huge Daniel Ricciardo, oh, yeah, yeah, and no, we will support like, him like no time. Yeah, I can tell you now, if Daniel gets a job as a football commentator afterwards, I will suddenly like football. <laughs> like, like football, I'll see you on a Sunday morning or a Sunday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I I will be there. I will be one hundred percent dedicated to whatever Daniel does next. If he brings out a TV program watching paint dry, I will be a fan. Like. <laughs> I'll watch it. Well, he, so, he said it already. He's not going to go to IndyCar because he says he doesn't like that go around uh, in a circle. And I was like, I agree with you there. I, I kind of thought he was going to go there. Uh, I had a hunch, mm. but I was wrong. 
Well, no, I no. wondered if he was going to go to Formula E at one point. Because Clara and I get in a Formula E team, if they haven't already. They, um, I can't think if it's if it, next year it starts, but I'm shocked that he's not going to that. Because uh, Van Dor went to it. And then quite a few drivers actually have gone to Formula E. And I don't think it would be a bad thing him doing that for a year or something. But it's, it's again, like I said, though, there's... there's we're losing Sebastian Vettel this year, yeah. and Alonso's moving into his seat. Fabulous. But then Alpine haven't thought to swipe up Daniel Ricciardo, who at least yeah. can drive their car, know that he can probably deliver. But I guess at the same time, McLaren thought the same, that he would come in and deliver. But again, like I said, he did. He got the win. Lando Norris has well, been things, won on podiums, but still not won them the race. Yeah, but I think this is a thing, though, like with the situation it's not just about personally i think it's not necessarily just about how that driver is with the car it's about all those other cars on track. Mm. and obviously on that day of mon's win obviously i'm grateful forever that he won and it was the best moment ever but we there wasn't all was, like we also saw two of the best drivers get taken out of that race mm. yeah and as brutal as that sounds i'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because he 100 percent does is it always just down... Well, it's not always just down to the car as well. I think it's also down to the other people that are on track. And I just... Part of me does think that it is down to the car, mostly. with Just with how he mm. drives it. Obviously, like, we know... Well, I'm an engineering student. And one of the things that I am so passionate about is human performance. And how mm. that kind of combines with engineering. And, you know, you can design something to the best it can be. But if somebody doesn't work with it then what have we designed do you know what i mean yeah it's one might not suit another so i am kind i do kind of think that he's just not working with that car is that down to mclaren and they need to make it you know more suitable for him and his mm. style or is it just down to the fact that daniel just couldn't make it work and as sad as that is i guess as well when you say it like that though lando came in with mclaren yeah. And I'm not saying favouritism, but of course, it's kind of like Lewis with Mercedes. You know, he came from McLaren, he designed that steering wheel, he took the steering wheel with him, Mercedes work around that. Lando came into F1 through McLaren, he stayed with McLaren throughout. They probably are building stuff that suits towards Lando. And like you said, if they're not changing something because it doesn't work for Daniel, you know, are they not changing it because it doesn't suit Daniel? Or are they not changing it because they know it works for Lando and they're leaving it like that? I think it's just one of them things that, like, do drivers need to be more adaptable to a car? Mm. Or do the cars need to be more adaptable to the driver? Well, I say that as well, though. When you think about it, George Russell went from a Williams to a Mercedes. It was the wrong size for him anyway, because his height and... Um, was it, it was Lewis's race he took over, yeah. So their height difference for one anyway. He said literally nothing yeah. had been properly prepared for him. And he was on track for a win. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is a strange thing. Like you said, it, it, we'll never properly know. It is just something, you know, I, I don't want to see Daniel off the grid. You know, there's a couple of drivers on the grid that I think, why are you on it? You know, even if Daniel was still on the grid, yeah. I still probably question why other people are on the grid. Um, But I don't know. It'll be interesting I think... next season, if he isn't on the grid, with these new people coming in, you know, how how it plays out you know how, yeah, how they perform and how they deliver 
I am gutted and obviously we're all gutted because we wanted to see Daniel race in Vegas. That's one of his favourite places. Yeah. Which leads me on to the next bit of, you know, it's another new race in America. <laughs> yeah. The American races are very... I love the American races. I've always loved Austin. I think it's great. However, <laughs> is F1 going to OTT on the celebrities? Well, while we're just saying about OTT, let's just make a comment on the fact of it is with you saying the American, I, I, I actually really enjoy the American race as well. I think they're great. Yeah. However, I do have to say that, you know, they come out. I remember, was it, I don't know if, I didn't see the start when they came out this year, but a few years ago, they did like a big NFL type style coming out type tunnel situation. Yeah. Like it's yeah. and it's this and it's that. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I watching? Like, what see, am I just I'm, tuned I'm here into? For that. I laugh at it though, because it's just, it's just not the normal. Like, I mean, no, I'm, it's, not. It's, it's not the normal. Like the, our Dallas Cowboys were down dancing and stuff. And it is it is a bit fun. You know, it is a bit different. Sometimes I just think, like you say, you know, with the celebrities and stuff, you know, they're coming down the grid, everything like that. And I'm a bit like, why on earth is that person here? And why on earth is that person yeah. here? And, and it's, it's a shit. No, it's not a shame. I'm always 100% okay for people to get introduced to the sport. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay for people to be there that don't know much about the sport. Yeah. But I feel like you should be making an effort then. Like, if they're being paid to be at an event, personally, I believe that these people should know who people are on the grid. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to know everyone. We're not, like, no. memory machines. That's completely fine. Try and remember the key people. Try and remember the drivers and yeah. the teams and you know if you are there for example with Red Bull should you say on a grid interview that you're supporting Lewis Hamilton probably not I mean like, I feel quite strongly about stuff like that like and, and if I you also are being invited and paid you should you should be kind of respectful to where you are and open to the media interviews and or maybe just be open and hold your hands up and say, I'm learning. Like, yeah, I'm I don't learning. Know yeah, much no, no, no. Ed Sheeran had his interview with Martin Brundle and it was good. He said, I formed a gig last night, you know, I'm down here. And he said, Who are you supporting? He's like, Well, I've just been invited around the Red Bull garage, so I'm supporting Red Bull. He had no clue what was going off. But he said, I'm interested in learning about the sport. And that was it. And we love that. That's all I used to hear. I was like, lovely, that's fine. But I was, like, looking at some other people's photos and, like, their posts about yeah. being there and stuff. And I was a bit like, how do you have a paddock pass? How do you get that invite onto there? We had texted about this over the weekend. So, Will Buxton had tweeted to say that you apparently get a list of people you can interview and you can't interview. Yeah. And all this stuff. And then everyone argued back saying that's not actually true and stuff like this but he he said this is what we this is what we have to do and like me yeah. and Chloe said if you are there and you are either being paid to be well i understand if you've been invited for free maybe okay i understand the fact of you could 100%. be jerry halliwell's best mate okay but you're from the spice girls oh yeah and you're down it, there because fun. you know in that aspect you're invited as a friend i understand if you do not want to stop to talk to the thing 
that is fine. If you don't want to talk to the press, yep. that's fine. But I understand at the same time, it's quite polite to just say hello. And oh there was an incident with Martin Brundle, and he was trying to run after Brad Pitt, and this really excited fan thought he was being interviewed. And it was so sad, though, because he sat, he was like, stood there, and he was like, oh, no, type of situation. Not me. Like, oh, yeah. no, like, oh, no. Because he was too interested after Brad Pitt. And I get that, you know, Brad Pitt's making a movie about F1 and everything like that. But, you know, it was a really excited fan there. Just say, hi, mate, you're all right. You're looking forward to today. Yes. You, just, you just, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a shame that, like you said, if you're being paid to be that, you should be being interviewed. You should have at least an idea of what's going on, you know. Or, yeah. like, take an interest. Like, I don't actually see the point of them walking up and down that bridge. I don't know why they do it in a weird way. If, if it does not... It doesn't, I don't think, personally, I don't think it attracts anyone else towards a sport. Maybe that's because I think that as a, as a fan already. Maybe if I... I mean, I'd be quite it. cool. I'd love to say that, you know, about before a race start, I got to walk down the grid, you know, and I got to try and talk to some drivers. But really, they're not going to talk to Billy Nobody like But they're it. not going to approach a driver because they don't know what they're there for. No, no, exactly. Like, and this is the thing, like... You can maybe go talk to a mechanic. I said, but the mechanic's probably going to be quite busy. They're probably not going to speak to you. You know, um, like when Martin Brunel goes and does it, he does try and bump into people that have something to do with F1, which I understand being on the grid. But like you said, like yeah. if you've got if you've got anything to talk about, at least Ed Sheeran turned around and was like, oh, I've taken an interest into this. You know, I'm I'm, I'm learning what's going on. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. That's what we want. But then we saw some lovely little photos. <laughs> on people this weekend yes um, let's talk about f1's panic dress code <laughs> i don't even know if you can call it a dress code because there's clearly no dress code there is... i i completely believe if you're you are i was gonna say a woman but let's say anyone like you are completely free to wear what you want if it makes you feel confident you know, I'm not here for you shouldn't be wearing that and you shouldn't be wearing that. Like, you wear what makes you feel good and you feel yep. confident in. Yep. However, would I turn up to somebody's wedding in my bikini? No. No, not really. So, I believe that if you're going to a sport event, there is what you should wear and what you shouldn't. And I'm not going to say names because, you know, I'm all here to support the girls, but... <sighs> I just I feel like F one is getting overhyped with these celebrities that don't fully respect the sport and what they're there for. And, and this is that. this is my point though with the American ones. I do feel like it's more of the American ones that are like this than it is mm -hmm. others. You know, I you see the grid in uh, Monaco. That grid in Monaco, you come, you could literally have one pound to your name and you will still dress like you are wearing a fifty grand outfit. That is just oh, yeah. how you you go OTT. You look glam everywhere mm -hmm. in Monaco. That was the biggest shock for me when I went to Monaco for that aspect. But you you glam yourself, whether you're in your a Primark dress and you put it with a nice belt and you look, you just look smart, basically, in my eyes. And if I was in the paddock club, I would go looking smart. Now, I understand at the same time, though, it's a sport and it, people wear jerseys and hoodies and caps and stuff. And I'm not tarnishing yeah. someone wearing you something that supports the team especially if they pay to be in the paddock as well you know and them paying yeah. for their experience but like you say i would not expect a girl in booty shorts i would not expect a girl in a bikini i 
would maybe let someone wear something like a like a crop top, you know, like the idea of crop top and long oh, yeah. trousers you know type I style. I think like wear what's comfortable because we all know it's a long day. Mm. Depending on where you are, it's well, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's not always it's not always comfortable because no. the heat like and you're walking about and you want to be in trainers and comfy shoes and whatever and I completely respect that but I just I personally just think you know I'm pretty sure when you book paddock club or if you book hospitality suites on there like, is, it, there is like a little brief yeah and I think it should be that like you said if you're paying for it you have to oblige by it. So if you're being paid to be there or invited for free, you should oblige to it as well because it's only fair. And I mean, whoever let them in, whether they're a celebrity or not, whoever let that person in is in the wrong. Because I look at that outfit and I think if I ever, I would never go out in that. If I saw my future child go out in that, I'd be like, get back here now. There is I mean, no chance you're going I out in that think, something like that. I just kind of think wear what makes you feel good 100% and we all want to go somewhere like feeling the best version of ourselves I go on a night out I want to get my hair done I want to get my makeup done because I know that when I go out and I feel like the best version of me I I give the best version of me whether it's to my friends whether it's to the people I meet like I'm giving 110 because I feel good and I respect that you know but I would make sure that for me personally that isn't what I would wear there's a place and a time for an outfit like that. Yeah. And it's not at the Grand Prix. Yes. Maybe the after party. Maybe an after party. That's the yeah, best. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Um, that's, you know, our opinions. That's our opinions, yes. Everyone is a right to their own opinion, everything like that. However, in my eyes, if I was ever caught like that, going out in public, I owe my mate would have a massive go at me, to be honest. And you would never catch me in something like that in F1. And to be honest, I would be looking like I'm something else if I went to an F1 in that. So, <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious. Like, uh, Yeah, I think my friends would be shocked. But again, that's not... You'll find me in my McLaren cap, my McLaren hoodie, my McLaren top and a pair of jeans or leggings. But we're also generally at the, at the British Grand Prix getting absolutely soaking wet. Yeah, so to be Under honest. a little iron rack. So, you know... What do we know? What do we know? We're not rich We're just two northern girls who... We're just northern, yeah. We're used to British weather. We're used to the rain. But no, I think this weekend on a whole, it was a good race. Lots to talk about from it. Yeah. It was good. It was something different. It was nice to see a shake-up in the results. Mm -hmm. I think that's for sure. It'll be interesting to see later this week what happens with Alonso. Yeah. And now we're into the next race. I'm very excited. Me too. So Are we going to see Checo? On the I don't podium? know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm, I Do you am know what? On Thursday, we are going to post our predictions for the weekend that will yeah. be our quali predictions. As someone pointed out to us the other day, they said, hasn't Charles got a penalty? Absolutely, he did get a penalty. That was fine. But what we do is we post how they will cross the line on Saturday. And then yeah. same on the Sunday. So how they will cross the line. doesn't matter if after the race they get penalties, anything like that. This is our predictions of how they cross the line. We will go a bit random and we will go off the tandem. Really. Yeah, like our predictions aren't always, they're not like educated research. No, no, no. no. Like I could prediction. be educated. It could be a wild card. I could be like, you know what? Latifi P1. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm still waiting for the day of that going to ever happen. It, it, it might happen. But, it might. but it the might. chances are, but you know what? 
we're just going to throw these wild cards out there. Exactly. You know what? I might even say, um, hmm, I might even say Kimmy's going to get P1. He's not even in F1 anymore. I was going to say, might surprise us. I'm thinking then, I'm like, is he racing this weekend? Why is he racing this weekend? He's not. But he no, these are but, the kind of though, like these are how extreme yeah. our predictions are going to be, and that's what I'm trying to get out there. Before you all come at me, I know that Kimmy is no longer in F1. <laughs> I was thinking then, I was like, Chloe, imagine, you, imagine okay? if I was like, Alice is sending me a text message out, shut up, he's not in F1. You're making us look stupid. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm not doing that to her. I'm not doing that to her. I'm not that. He's I'm not, not that rude. You know. <laughs> but we will be back what i'm saying is that's how crazy our predictions are and that's okay like don't come at us we're having some fun <laughs> but on thursday if you want to call us out for our random shots please do and if you want to join in with our quality predictions or our race day predictions you can always just put them in the comments on our tiktok or our instagram as well yeah but for today's episode, that is everything from us at Chicane Chat. And like I said, we're back on Thursday with the predictions and we will be back next week with our lowdown from the next Grand Prix. Thank you very much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. See you all soon. Bye. Bye.